If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, April 16th. U.S. equity futures aren't doing much. So S&P futures are essentially unchanged. Dow futures are up small, about 15 points. It's just about four basis points. The NASDAQ futures are giving back some of the outperformance on Thursday. So the NASDAQ futures are off 31 points. That's about 22 basis points. So very mild morning in the U.S. thus far. The major European indices are trading up about 35 basis points overall. You are seeing strong outperformance in Europe in cyclical stocks. So autos, industrials, basic resources, banks, and travel leisure all doing very well. Autos in particular are strong. You had an upside pre-announcement out of Daimler. You actually had several upside pre-announcements out of Europe on the earnings front. So HelloFresh, Heidelberg Cement, Daimler, and even Henkel just came out um, all talking up Q1 results, um, talking about how numbers are overshooting expectations. Um, You didn't have too many earnings out of the US last night, but you had Alcoa, JB Hunt, and then PPG, the coatings company, all had solid numbers, all exceeded street expectations. Um, And you know, thus far, the sample size is very strong, but the reports that have come in this week have been extraordinarily um, robust versus street expectations. So, including all the banks, including um, you know LVMH earlier in the week, um, and then you had a you know again this this handful of European upside pre-announcements. So, obviously, you haven't seen stocks react commensurately. So, banks in particular have gotten hit for the most part after earnings. Um, you know, I've written a lot about why that's taking place. Um, I talk about it again in the piece today, but essentially. Um, you know, you have extraordinarily strong trading. You have extraordinarily strong investment banking fees, especially equity underwriting, which is being fueled by SPAC issuance. And then you had huge credit reserves, credit reserve releases that provided a major tailwind to earnings for the banks. All of those line items are normally um, discounted by investors, and that's kind of what you're seeing. The what are considered to be the core parts of the bank's business, net interest income, net interest margin, and loan growth, all were very tepid. Now, you can complain that that's an unfair assessment of banks, that um, you know the investment banking figures really should be thought of as being more sustainable given how they've now um, you know, done very well for several quarters. But these, the, the view on banks is, again, those, those latter parts of the business, loan growth, net interest income, net interest margin, are the main drivers of valuation. Those earning streams tend to have a higher multiple than trading does. And so that's why you're seeing the stocks react the way you have. Um, you know, but in terms of just pure numbers versus expectations, banks have have blown away forecasts. Um, so those are kind of the main micro developments. Again, you know, earnings thus far are coming in very strong. Um, you know, I think not necessarily too contrary to expectations, but again, um, very, very healthy Q1 thus far. Uh, on the macro front, not a ton to talk about. You did have a lot of Chinese economic numbers, so very strong Q1 GDP growth from China, although um, no different from expectations. You know, they 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 have some easy easy comparisons coming up. Um, the March economic data from China was a bit more mixed. So you had very strong retail sales for March. The industrial production number undershot expectations a bit. 
nothing dramatic on the COVID front. You have a couple of interesting developments just about, um, you know, about how there are kind of growing stockpiles of vaccines in the U.S., um, you know, suggesting that some people are just are just um, deciding not not to take a vaccine. Pfizer talked about how there probably is going to be the need for a booster shot annually and a few other items to note. But the main narrative with regards to COVID is still largely the same. You know, investors are still very bullish on the U.S. outlook, just given that you are seeing the vaccination figures continue to climb higher. Um, obviously, a lot of other countries, specifically Brazil and India, are probably suffering the most as far as the major um, economies in the world. Europe definitely lagging behind the U.S., um, although the vaccination numbers in Europe are starting to kind of tick higher. So, you know, Europe is probably about two months behind where where we were in the U.S., but it's kind of, it's catching up. So the the tenor of COVID news flow out of Europe is probably going to start to get um, better in the weeks going forward. Um, no major central bank developments. Uh, nothing all that interesting on Build Back Better, although there was an article on political talking about how the Democrats are starting to kind of dial back some of their healthcare ambitions. So remember, aggressive drug price controls was supposed to be one of the avenues that Democrats would would pursue to help pay for infrastructure spending. Um, and the article just talks about how they're kind of now dialing back some of those ambitions. So that's definitely something to watch for the drug stocks. Um, looking into the Friday... Um, looking at the Friday calendar, you have you have more earnings. So financials, so the big ones today, Bank of New York, Morgan Stanley, PNC, and State Street, all up for the open. Biden will be hosting his first um, state meeting with um, at in the White House. So he'll be hosting the Japanese PM. Nothing super dramatic expected to come out of that meeting, although you probably are going to see some commentary regarding um, you know the U.S. and Japan united uh, against China's hostility towards Taiwan. Um, and that's essentially it. A couple more economic numbers, but nothing all that major. Um, just quickly looking into next week. So the major focus will be on earnings. You have a ton of reports. I have you know a full calendar out in the piece today. I won't go through everything. You also have the April flash PMIs on Friday. You have the ECB on Thursday. Um, the CDC advisory panel should convene again on Thursday or Friday to consider um, the Johnson Johnson vaccine. You know, there were some headlines overnight suggesting that the freeze could last a bit longer than initially anticipated. Again, the U.S. doesn't require the Johnson Johnson vaccine. Um, it has more than enough uh, Pfizer and Moderna doses to kind of hit its objectives. But certainly Johnson Johnson, along with AstraZeneca, the viral vector vaccines were expected to play a huge part in just the global inoculation campaign. So, um, you know, if anything, you continue to have kind of confidence, I think, in those vaccines erode. Um, and that, that obviously will not help anything. So that is everything for today. Generally relatively slow morning for the most part. Um, thank you everyone for listening.